we're feeling very fortunate at this point to be here, to be able to say that our doors can open, we will be able to survive. We know that practicing and sharing your faith is important, but we want to make sure we keep everyone safe. We have more than 100 volunteers in one service on one campus, so it just is not feasible for us to have any kind of service. We wouldn't be able to hardly get anybody in, in the room. Starting Wednesday, churches, mosques, synagogues, and other houses of worship can start to reopen for in-person services. The health guidelines and restrictions could be difficult for some to implement. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. In just a moment, I'll be joined by Pastor Miles McPherson from The Rock Church to explain why he won't be opening his doors yet, despite the change in regulations from the governor. But first, here are some of the top coronavirus headlines for Tuesday, May 26th. Another major announcement from Governor Gavin Newsom, California is moving into phase three of its reopening plan. That means the possibility of getting your hair cut by someone who knows what they're doing. No offense to spouses with clippers out there. They will be able to add in barbershops and hair salons uh, to those regional variations uh, starting today. We've put those guidelines out. We put them up on our covid19.ca.gov website, uh, and those counties will begin uh, to uh, allow for uh, those kinds of operations with meaningful modifications, with the appropriate protective uh, gear, particularly face coverings that are so essential. Uh, in that environment. County and city of San Diego officials have been tweeting about barbershops and hair salons reopening here, and the state has posted a 10-page set of guidance for those businesses. Newsom says he'll be releasing information tomorrow about reopenings for summer camps and some daycares. Disneyland, SeaWorld, and Legoland could reopen soon. California's major theme parks have been closed since mid-March. The state says they can reopen under Stage 3. Each park would have to put in safety measures for guests and staff. The State Department of Public Health will release those guidelines. Parks could reopen next month. County leaders say it appears San Diego is past the peak of the pandemic. Public Health Officer Wilma Wooten said San Diego hit the coronavirus peak from April 20th to May 1st. Things have been trending in the right direction since then. But Wooten says that doesn't mean the pandemic is over. In fact, the reopenings taking place mean people are taking an increased risk of catching the virus. While we may have peaked, if people are complacent, do not adhere to uh, social distancing, mask coverings, uh, hygiene and sanitation, and the screenings, the numbers could peak again. So we want people to be very mindful of that. If cases flare up with these new reopenings, county leaders could put some of the restrictions back in place. The Memorial Day weekend passed, and in an upset, San Diego police say they didn't issue a single citation for violating health rules. And the same held true for most of the county. Now, it doesn't mean everything was perfect, but officers spent their time educating people rather than writing tickets or making arrests. County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher said the only beach enforcement issues happened in Carlsbad. He said even the police chief says they didn't issue as many citations as expected and will move forward with increased enforcement. Two months out of work and some San Diegans still haven't received their unemployment benefits. Team 10 investigator Adam Rakuzin looked into what's holding up the money from the Employment Development Department. I guarantee you by the time I will collect my benefits, 
is by the time I get ready to go back to work. Michael says he applied for unemployment benefits at the beginning of April. Since then, he says it's been issue after issue trying to verify his identity. My claim is being held up due to certification. Michael says he's lucky he had a nest egg to burn through. I asked him if he got benefits, what they would go to. To be able to pay my rent, buy food, uh, take care of myself, and also help my daughter and grandkids as well. Bottom line, this is our this is our probably our primary um, backlog focal area, and we're hitting it and hitting it hard. Last week, the head of EDD told lawmakers ID verification is a pressure point for the agency, saying EDD started with 13 people in that division. Now they're at 218 and training another 150 this week. People have been waiting too long, and we realize that. So while that's good news, it doesn't pay Michael's bills. Yeah, it's frustrating, but I'm I'm a, I'm a very strong person. You know, I have a lot of self-control, and only only thing I can do is wait. Adam Rakusen, 10 News. You may want to check in on your car if it's been parked for a while. Car thefts and break-ins are up across the country since stay-at-home orders started. Police say it's because cars are being left unattended for longer periods of time. They recommend not leaving any valuables in plain sight that might tempt potential thieves. Drivers should also keep car keys in a safe spot. In Austin, Texas, 72% of cars stolen were done so with their own keys. Some public pools might not be able to open this summer, but that doesn't have to sink your plans. You can rent out a neighbor's pool for a few hours. A new website called Swimply is like Airbnb, but for pools. It allows swimmers to connect with pool owners in their areas and reserve a time to take a dip. The creator of Swimply says the average pool goes for about $45 an hour. All hosts are required to follow CDC guidelines for disinfecting and virus safety. We're talking about the reopening of churches in California today. And joining me once again from The Rock Church, Pastor Miles McPherson. Miles, it's great to have you on again. How are you? Thank you. I was thinking about you yesterday, wondering when we we're going to talk again, actually. So it's good to see you. You know how I'm thinking, I guess. Um, well, let me first ask you, last time we had you on, uh, you talked about some of the things the Rock Church was working on, including refurbishing uh, N95 masks, putting new elastic on, uh, still good masks so they could be used by healthcare professionals and others. Let us know how that, that's been going and how it went. It went great. It, we went from March 30th up until, I think, two weeks ago, a week and a half, and we gave 300,000 of them away. Uh, well, not away. We gave back to the uh, health department, and it was great. They actually had to be loaded on with a forklift. There was so many, so many, so many masks and respirators, I should say. And so we want to thank all the volunteers from our church, other churches, people from the community came, just walked up and uh, registered online and walked up. So it was, it was a great team effort. Well, last time we talked, uh, you mentioned how um, the Rock Church already had a good streaming platform online for services. So you guys were kind of in good shape for social distancing. But uh, just yesterday, we heard from Governor Gavin Newsom about guidelines about how houses of worship in California are going to be able to reopen. Uh, just first of all, just give me some of your overall thoughts from uh, what you heard from the state of California yesterday. You know, I, I was trying to make a video to our church because they've been asking what's going on. And I, and, and, I, and I made a video that I didn't send, but it went something like this. I read the guidelines and it ain't going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 the limit was 100 people. I mean, we don't we have more than 100 volunteers in one service on one campus. So it, it just is not feasible for us to have any kind of service. We wouldn't be able to hardly get anybody in in the room. Uh, so we're just going to continue to do what we do. It's unfortunate. Uh, there are a lot of people who need, you know, to come to church, who need to be in fellowship. 
but we're going to keep serving the community and, and working with the county. I know that um, this is just, first of all, 21 days, and they said they could reevaluate if things go well, perhaps expand. But as you look ahead, how, how do you solve the problem of what could be ongoing for months of trying to limit the number of people in? Because obviously religion and um, worship is not something that should ever really be limited to people based on uh, occupancy size. Yeah, you know, um, there's two there's two sides of that coin. One, should it happen, and what do we do? Um, I don't. I think church is the most essential thing out there. People are beating their wife, they're, they're molesting their kids, they're killing themselves. Suicide, suicides up, drugs abuses up, alcoholism is up, and you can't get solutions from that at Costco, you know, or or the weed store. You you have you come to church. People come to church because they need help. And so we are probably the most essential thing out there. Plus, we have a constitutional right. With that said, what we do is we will continue to minister every day, serve the community, serve our congregation, do online group meetings. Uh, and we're going to keep doing that 24-7. And, and if that becomes against the law, we will go to jail. That's not going to stop. That's one thing we're not going to compromise on is preaching the gospel and loving on people. But, uh, you know, until we can meet together, we'll, we'll keep doing that. I've seen um, at least, and, and this may be a minority of people, but um, the you know guidelines strongly recommend wearing masks to try to protect your fellow people when you do have to go out in public. I've seen some people resisting that. Um, you know, obviously not everyone feels the same way, but um, I've even seen religious elements say, "Well, I don't need to wear a mask. God will protect me." What would you say to to someone who said that about wearing a mask and the virus that's out there? Well, a couple of, well, it, it depends on what they mean. You know, I see people wearing masks sitting at a bus stop by themselves and, and I don't, there's no use in that. There's no use in wearing, not wearing a mask in a car when you're by yourself or with your family. So there's, I think people have taken it overboard and, and actually the mask can actually be detrimental in certain, certain situations. As far as I know, you need it when you are uh, in close proximity, closer than six feet to someone in a closed environment, not outside. So everybody has different interpretations. Uh, um, I, so I think you have to be wise and respect the, the accurate science to it. Uh, I've also heard about the, the, the number of particles it takes you to catch something. So um, I just think people need to be smart about the science to it. I mean, God will protect you at, at, to a certain degree, but you don't want to test God and, you know, go put yourself in a situation where you're going to get sick. That is uh, something I've heard as well. Being outside is is vastly preferable to being inside, uh, you know, to try to stay safe from the virus. Um, how, how much talk has there been about moving worship services outside and, and perhaps at least temporarily um, outside of the normal houses of worship in, in which they usually are held? Um, you know, it, it's complicated because when you're outside, you have to have a property that is conducive to having a screen a sound and then you have to have you have to deal with your neighbors we have five campuses seven campuses online and, and uh the five physical campuses one of our campuses san Isidro high school so the high school's closed so that's we have to deal with the high school public school schedule point loma you know we have neighbors right there we got planes going over the roof so it's a it's, it's not as simple as that um and i mean it's a, it's a consideration but to do that week in and week out and to provide children's church and all the different things that a facility would give is, is would be very, very difficult. Ultimately, um, just, you know, worshiping on Sundays is just one part, of course, uh, of the whole element of faith. 
Um, in terms of everything else and the community aspect of it, getting together, supporting each other's neighbors, what's your message kind of going forward as, as to where we are at this stage of the pandemic? Well, if, I, if I'm speaking to church people, I would tell you, don't, don't be overly stressed. This is not a surprise to God. The government can't shut you, God down and can't shut the gospel down. Let's keep doing what we're doing and, and not feel like the government is stopping us and our ability to, to grow in our faith and exercise our faith. Um, worship service is important, but there's still a lot of other things we can do, and let's focus on those things. For everybody else, I would say the same thing. Listen, God, God is bigger than all of this. It's not a surprise to him. And often when things happen to us that we don't like, we always have to ask God, what do you want me to learn? How do you want me to trust you better? How do you want me to be a better person? And not, don't let this good crisis, and I say good crisis only because it's extreme, and this is a very extreme crisis, hopefully once in a lifetime, but don't let it go to waste. Learn as much as you can from it about yourself, about your relationship with God, and let's come out of it on the other side more united uh, and stronger than ever. We're going to uh, hold an event on June 20th uh, called We Pray San Diego, where we're going to invite the whole county to pray for our county. Uh, we got 10 mayors so far in, uh, endorsing it, churches endorsing it, and you'll hear more about it in the future where we're going to go. But I'm hoping it's going to be outside on the street somewhere as long as the, the guidelines will allow us to do that. But if not, we're going to go out to our curb, but we're going to pray and ask God to bless us because, like I said, this crisis is extreme. So let's, what can we learn from it? And what we learn from it is we can't trust the stock market. We can't trust the, the jobs. We can't trust the system. We got to trust in God. Sounds like another good opportunity to maybe chat with you next month again as well. Pastor Miles McPherson from The Rock Church, really appreciate you joining us again today. God bless you. Thank you. We're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. Another vaccine is entering human trials. The first volunteer was given the vaccine today in Australia. The vaccine's maker, Novavax, wants to test about 130 people during this trial. The vaccine works by producing high levels of neutralizing antibodies. Novavax's preliminary safety and effectiveness of the vaccine should be ready by July. If those results are promising, phase two of the trial will begin with more participants in more countries. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans rebound from the turmoil created by the coronavirus, getting back on our feet finding jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.